The human male never seems to progress past adolescence. To the Batmobile. Goodly, goodly. Let's go. Danger. Let's go. I need a horse. Take for take. You wouldn't like me when I'm wrong, wrong, wrong here. Yeah. Hello, darling. Welcome to the Comic Trope. We're in a small room, or are we at an amazement, or are we just getting over the hump of a bunch of technical difficulties? We're in a small room. The Comic Trope is a comic book podcast that we talk about comic books, comic book, comic books, comic books, and the culture that surrounds it. Today, I'm with two buddies, Tom... Say hello, Tom. Hey, how are we doing? Doing good. And John, Mr. Jonathan. Hey, everybody. Do you, sp- do you spell John with an H? J-O-H-N. So it's not Jonathan. It's actually just John. It's just John. That's, That's how you can tell when somebody is a Jonathan or a John, is if they spell their uh, John with an H, it's not John. So that's interesting because Tom has an H, and it's yeah. just Tom, not Thomas. It's not Thomathan? Well, I guess legally it is Thomas, but my parents never called me that, so... I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking, sticking with what's Tom. on my birthday card. We got one extra H, <laughs> yeah. but it's not with the John. So yeah, I would have thought it would, it would be the John. Kind of like Garfield. Is the John from Garfield? Does he have an H? Does Garfield have an H? No. So, no. so it's it'd it's, be G H A R like Garfield. J O H N is my name. Okay. But so, if you were if you were a Jonathan, you'd spell John J O N because it's J O N. I didn't even know A-T-H. that because yeah. I whenever I knew someone named Jonathan, I would just just throw the H N. Honestly, it's just a bonus age. When somebody calls me Jonathan at work or anywhere else, I kind of just roll with them. I'm like, all right, yeah. sure, whatever. That's fine. We just, I just could assume this Jonathan has got an <laughs> I in there. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today, guys? There's a lot. There's, There's a, a lot, lot of news. Well, so we yeah. have a lot of news that I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. uh, Wonder Woman's coming out next week. We should probably hope and pray that that's good. But the uh, the news is is that apparently it is. So mm-hmm. Is it really? I haven't, heard, I haven't heard any reviews yet. I'm and we're going to talk a little bit about the Star-Lord comic that just wrapped up maybe a month and a half, two months ago by Chip Zardisky. Chip Zardisky. Chip Zardisky? Zadarsky. Zadarsky. Chip Zardarsky. Mm-hmm. Chap Zadisky. Which was really good. Chapstick. Gooski. But before we do that, let's do... An icebreaker. Very good. So, you guys have heard that there is a Venom movie coming out. I have. We have recently found out that it will star a Mr. Tom Hardy as Venom. I don't know. Have they said if it's going to be Eddie Brock or not? I think they did. It's got to be. With yeah, it has build. to be. Yeah. So, it's going to be Eddie Brock. So, that's cool. But we've also found out that it's not going to live not, – not only is it not going to live in the MCU, which is understandable because it's yeah. a Sony property, mm-hmm. but it's not going to live in the Sony Marvel property universe. It's going to have its own universe. I have, a, I have a theory on why they're doing that, though, because I think Sony may be leading up to their own uh, quote-unquote Avengers, if you will. So they're going to do individual – like a, they own Spider Man, so they're gonna do a Venom, and maybe do a separate spinoff with I don't know Spider Woman or something, and then ultimately lead up to some type of Avengers movie in the future, or quote unquote Avengers. What people are they gonna use for that? Though? All of Spider Man's ex girlfriends, yeah, <laughs> or dead girlfriends. Like it would be the ghosts of Spider Man past. You know, I mean, he has so many. He has so many foes. You know, yeah. th- that he could they could do the. 
They need to do a superior foes of Spider Man. That's yeah. just that just is what needs to I just, happen. I think a Sinister Six movie would be awesome. Yeah. No, sure, it's, it could it's be. kind of funny. But to without, say villains. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying a Sinister Stick, a Sinister Six movie without Spider Man, without yeah. Tom. What's that kid's name who's playing Spider Man? Uh, no, I think it, well, he would be in it. I think it's just going to lead up to something like that. So he's going to be in it, but just never reference the Avengers. <laughs> like maybe yeah, like a Suicide Squad, or like uh, of 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 them. You know, he'll have like 15 minutes. He'll be in it for 15 minutes or something like that. That's 15 minutes. Yeah, I was saying uh, it would be interesting if this universe, since you mentioned villains, would be kind of the opposite of of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where the villains are actually good. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, we've had a couple good ones, but you know, let's be honest, it, some could uh, be a little bit better. But yeah. what if what if the villains actually ended up being sort of the the highlight? Yeah, the highlight, and yeah. Spider Man's just kind of in the background reacting to stuff. Venom's like, oh. an awesome villain. So yeah, we'll see. he is. Venom's so here's the question: What do you name this universe? Ooh, because it can't be Sony's Marvel Universe Smew, because there already is a Smew. Yeah. Um, Spidey's web of God. web of pals. It's web Maybe. of films. <laughs> <laughs> my my answer is the superior foes of Spider Man universe. That's all name. I got. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's tough. What's the um? Yeah, I don't know. Spider Spider Sony's. <laughs> Spider Sony's <laughs> Sony's universe of Spider-Man's. What's that's, uh? That's all they've got. It's just Spider-Man. I'm, I'm trying to think of. Uh, that's a really tough question. Aunt May's universe. Uh, I, okay, oh. that's 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 not bad. Aunt May's diner. Is there going to be a different Aunt May though? <clears throat> Probably. I hope not. Yeah, because. Yeah. I could, I could, I could deal with Marissa Tomei sticking around for a little while, but I didn't mean for that to be creepy in any way. I just, <laughs> I've got a lot of weird. Looks. I just think I just yeah. don't, you know. No, she's a good actress. Yeah, period. for those of you, uh, yeah, that she's are a listening, wonderful actress. John, uh, a wonderful actress. Got a couple weird looks. And did she get an Oscar or something for uh, my cousin Vinny? My cousin Vinny is one of my favorite movies of all time. No, she did a great job in that. Yeah, yeah didn't she no, get an Oscar? I'm fairly yeah, certain I'm she got sure an Oscar she did. for it. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe not the best icebreaker, but hey. The ice is refrozen. God, the ice is refrozen. <laughs> I, I was feeling was great before that. Uh, it was fine. It's just a tough question. It's, it yeah, stumps no, me because I don't know what to name it because the Marvel Cinematic Universe is easy to do MCU. I don't, but there's – and then what are they called? The DC Universe. DCU, I guess. DCU. The Spidey Chronicles. That wasn't horrible. Chronicles of That Spain. wasn't bad, actually. Yeah. Okay, let's do a backup icebreaker. Let's do a backup icebreaker. Here it is. What do you need to get out of Wonder Woman to leave the theater and say, I am happy and I am happy with this film and excited to see the next DC movie? Comedy. Kevin some, Costner returning. <laughs> some type of laughter. And colors or something, not a, like like a. All of their films thus far have just been a different shades of gray. <laughs> Sexy, yeah. I don't know. They just haven't been funny to me. That's what that's what I like about all the Marvel movies because they're actually funny, and they don't take themselves too seriously. And I think all the DC movies take themselves way too seriously thus far, while also being bad, which is a bad combo. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, there. 
They're definitely bad movies. I mean, but some of them are way better than others. Suicide Squad was terrible. I, I hated that movie. I really I didn't, didn't like it. it. But I, I mean, Batman vs Superman wasn't a terrible movie. It was there was bad parts of it for sure. Like uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor was awful. I hated that What's guy. But like the I desert mean, scenes, I still. Yeah, the flashbacks. Yeah, the, or were they flashbacks? Yeah, I don't. I still don't really understand. I, I, I thought they were the, flash forwards. Yeah, if you watch like the director's cut, it makes a little bit more sense, but yeah. not enough. I don't anyway, think I can watch twenty so, more minutes though. <laughs> anyway, but what Wonder does Woman. this movie need to be for you, Tom, to say? Yeah, I'm. This is this is good. DC's on the right road. They're on the I right mean, track. It's gonna for me. They're riding the right horse. I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> horse. She doesn't really ride horses, but I'm gonna try my best to treat this as a totally different thing you know as a different effort because if i went in thinking of it as the same people that are responsible for uh batman versus superman and man of steel i'll just be going in you know the opposite of expecting a chocolate chip cookie you know like when you're when you're picking up a chocolate chip cookie out of the jar you're kind of excited you're like oh it's gonna be great this is gonna be like oh i have to go mow the lawn walking into the theater so i'm gonna try to just go in with a blank slate and take it for what it is or even worse, and, you're expecting the chocolate chip cookie and it's oatmeal raisin. Yeah, even worse. Yeah. If it's like a, a hard oatmeal raisin cookie, <laughs> like Man of Steel was. Oh. So here, here it is for me. Yeah. I am not very familiar with Wonder Woman, first of all. So there, there's not going to be any, like, there's not going to be anything lost. There's not going to be anything lost for me, comic-wise, going into this. Whereas I will have very strong feelings for a Spider-Man movie. I'm going to have a very strong feelings for guardians of the galaxy. Um, because there is some comic book stuff that I feel have to be a certain way. So that I think gives it a peg up for me going in there. I want a good action movie that is humorous and colorful. And I think the drab colors for the DC universe always kind of bring me down, which, Hey man, Batman, it needs to be like shadows and oh, shit. Yeah, I like, agree with that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, with all the cool costume design that goes into these movies, I don't want it to be shadowed away. I don't want it to be like the, the lights being low and I can't appreciate what's been built. Yeah. Her costume is a perfect example of that. Like in uh Batman versus Superman, it's all this just drab blue and red. You're like, very, okay, very this dark. is putting very, me to sleep looking at this. Where in this, it's like, oh, whoa, is this even the same character? Yeah, you know? is that so the same right outfit? Off the bat, yeah. Which is a, it's kind of a silly outfit, but mm-hmm. um, hopefully they pulled off. I mean, Superman's a silly outfit, right? So I don't the, know. The, the bar is extremely low for me because, like you said, I don't know anything about Wonder Woman outside of like, her, like roughly what she is, her powers, where she comes from, and all that stuff. So I. It, and if for like other Marvel movies, it's tough. For, it's even tougher for them because they have other Marvel movies that pe- people have seen. Even if they walk into the the movie to see Guardians of the Galaxy two and they have no idea uh, from a comic standpoint, they've still seen Guardians of the Galaxy one. So there's still a lot of pressure there. This there hasn't been a Wonder Woman movie in how I don't know how long has there ever has, been one? I, I, th- I know there was a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the show. Yeah. But so there's no Wonder Woman movie to to live up to, and do, do, does uh, what's his name Zack Snyder have anything to do with this movie? 
I don't think so. He does not. Which is fantastic. Okay. As far as I'm then uh, maybe it has a shot then. Yeah, I don't have the information in front of me of um, who directed and did it all, but it is I'm definitely pretty... very s- separate from Zack Snyder. Which Wasn't is a good it a thing. female director? Am I pulling that out? Well, of now, the now you have to now have to look it up. Now I have to look, look it up. Now I have to threw that out there. Now I have to like cut everything up. No, we're good. Uh, but I'm I'm, I'm actually look. really I'm still going to go see it regardless. Like as as all DC movies, I don't think there could be a point where. I will refuse to go see a movie uh, that's like a about a comic hero or something like that. You know. Well, also female fronted action films. Can you name a female fronted action film that you have gone to that is not um, as of yet? Laura Croft or Lucy or whatever. As <laughs> no. of yet, no. Um, but I mean, which is why you got uh, Miss Marvel coming out. Or Captain yeah. Marvel, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of why I want to see. Another reason I really want this to succeed is that I don't think we're given a lot of female fronted action films, and with the drought of actors for action films, we need to go ahead and studios need to go ahead and feel be comfortable front like putting a female in the front of an action film because we don't have any more Bruce Willis eyes. Like, can you name like fantastic new? Action film stars, like the past ten years, probably new zero. New, new, like brand new. Well, even in the, in the even in the past twenty yeah. years, it, from two thousand, Vin uh, Diesel. Huh? Vin Diesel. No, I'm just you got to give it to Tom it's Hardy like when he did with the Mad Max franchise. Tom Hardy's amazing. There's yeah. no, but I just can you name like a Bruce Willis of today or anything? Yeah, just like pumping that? out mm-hmm. movies every two years. Like no, the 90s were known for yeah. action films, right? What what action stars do we have now? What Arnold Schwarzenegger's do we have? You know? Yeah, we have nobody. Nobody really. We had like Statham tried to do a little bit. Um, and I think Channing Tatum. I guess I don't uh, know. Maybe I think Statham did a, is is a good example of. Yeah, he's probably the closest. Yeah, but there's only so many times he can be a transporter. <laughs> How many yeah. times can he drive? How many transporters are we going to have, guys? Oh, and I, I looked up um, to go back about two minutes. I looked up the director to uh, Wonder Woman, and it's actually uh, it's Patty Jenkins who also directed Monster with Charlize Theron. I don't think I ever saw that. Um, it won some Oscars, but that's kind of surprising. You know, going from Monster to this is that her only. And filmography, like that's the only film she's done. <laughs> no, she's she's done. But that's one what she's in 1995 as well. A modern affair, which none of us have probably seen. I hope um, there's going to be action in this Wonder so Woman yeah, movie. She did, she did Monster and now Wonder Woman. So well, those are some. Those are some good. That's a good movie. So I yeah. I have high hopes for this, guys. Yeah, yeah. And my criteria to to leave this successful is: is there a funny act in it? Like the second act, is it funny? Is there good action? Is it colorful? And is it a good action film? Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah apparently, uh, her and Chris Pine have a really good chemistry. So I think that'll help the movie a lot. Like, just having Wonder Woman would be kind of hard for some people to jump into. This might end up being, like, and this is hopefully not giving it too much credit, then it sucks. But, like, Ant-Man, where it was Paul Rudd and the other guy, you know, just kind of like the comic relief. Yeah. Hopefully it's some, not exactly that type of relationship, but... She seems like a really serious person that can maybe, you know, make jokes once in a while. But hopefully there's someone there to kind of lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. I look forward to it. Not Batman and Robin levels, maybe. But yeah. (laughs) Hey, guys. Let's talk about some news. So, guys, I didn't have a podcast last week. Um, so we have a lot of news to talk about. I don't really have a good reason as to why we didn't put out one last week. I am about to have a baby. Like any second now, not me, my wife, like any minute now. It's a pretty damn good excuse. Could have a baby. And 
I still was able to record, but everyone else was not. Yep. So I'm throwing shade at all of the comic trope people right now. Disclaimer, if we all of a sudden just cut, then... Yeah. If, <laughs> Mazel tov. Dis- disclaimer, if this podcast never comes out, <laughs> there was a baby. Hey, so the Spawn movie script first draft is done. Todd McFarlane is shopping it around. He has cut it down. It, I guess it was enough to be like a four-hour film. So he cut it down to like enough for a three-hour film. And he is now shopping the bad boy around. I guess it's a good time... For him to be shopping this around because our movies can exist in the comic book universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That movie was okay, it, I guess. It does It does not hold up well from a CGI standpoint. Yeah, I loved it back in the day, but that clown yeah. and the... I don't know. It doesn't... By the way, do you know who the clown was? Yeah, wasn't it John Leguizamo? John Leguizamo. Yeah. <laughs> Which John is, Leguizamo. is a fun little... <laughs> A bit of uh, trivia for when you're like hanging out with friends because that is shocking. <laughs> John Leguizamo's been in a bunch of weird movies. Yeah, he was. He was. A, do you remember that gangster movie? Did Carlito's Way? Yes. God, yeah, that was bad. That. He did uh, Carlito's Way two or something like that. He did that. a second one. Yeah. Didn't he get shot? Uh, I thought. I thought the original Carlito's Way with Al Pacino, and then they made a second one. Right. I'm thinking about like a a movie. That Al Pacino was not in. That no, it was like a gangster Car- movie. Carlito's way, I think, was the uh, so Carlito's the- going the wrong way. This is- yeah, <laughs> Carlito's <laughs> gone, gone again. Weekend at Carlito's. I think is the I, one. I'm I wonder of. how how often John Leguizamo still like that's on his his resume. Like I was the clown in the Spawn movie. You gotta so. put it up there. <laughs> like top three bullet points. I don't know about that movie for sure. I'm so, pretty excited. I, I'm a I'm a Spawn fan. I'll say so. We'll see. Going hand in hand with Spawn, Hellboy is going to get rebooted as an R movie. Yeah, with the guy from uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. So Stranger Things. What is his name? Uh, the fat, the fat sheriff. Some, from John Things. Harbor or something. Steve fat. Steve, come Port. on, man. If he's fat, then I'm. Come on. Um, mm-hmm. The only reason I call him fat is because, like, maybe f- remember when he was supposed to be Cable. Yes. That was like a rumor. Yeah. I was talking to uh, Sequoia and Dave about it, mm-hmm. and they were like, he's too fat to be cable. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you guys. Fuck you guys, man. Yeah, just because he has a couple beers and takes David shirt Harbor. Off. David yes. Harbor. That's, oh, that's, that's right. That's, that's right. So it wasn't Steve Port, my second guest. Steve Port. <laughs> or Johnny Docks. How do you guys feel about um, what's his face not being in him? Who are we talking about? What's that guy's Ron name? Ron Perlman. Yeah, Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. Actually, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, but I do know, uh, based on podcasts I listen to, he recently did a um, uh, "What the Fuck" with Mar- uh, Mark Maron, and he talks about how much he absolutely loved doing the Hellboy movies. And he's actually still good friends with uh, Guillermo del Toro. Um, but they I, just made no money on that second. Yeah, one, you know? they uh, they made no money, and um, I think age sadly has a lot to do with it. Um, yeah, but, so long between the movies. Yeah, yeah and, and then uh, he they, uh, he he still looks really good. Like uh, 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 talking about um, Harbor, Dan Harbor, Har- Dave Harbor, Steve Steve Harbor, <laughs> Gregory Harbor, Greg Harbor. <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's re- relatively young and can do a franchise again. Because if they wanted to reboot it, essentially, they they can't get three movies out of Ron Perlman at this point. Yeah, and as much as I like. 
I can't even say the director's name. Del Toro. Guillermo Del Toro. Guillermo, yeah. He created a very fantastic world for Hellboy. He did, for yeah. sure. And Especially in the second one. Which yeah, the sucks second is, one was much was, more yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It wasn't just New York. It was like, whoa. Where and I think that that's a great take on it, and I thought it was very fun. But I would like to see a more um, substantial world, a more dark and gritty noir type hellboy demoning like de- more demons and stuff yeah and and more of like a new york a new york noir film because that's kind of like what you get from a lot of the comics when you're reading yeah. it not like this fantastical lord of the rings type like Labyrinth. That's really what it was because it was yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, for sure. but with with Hellboy yeah. in it. And not, I am not knocking it at all because it was fun and it was mm-hmm. awesome. But I, I'm excited to see someone else's take on yeah. a really cool story. Mm-hmm. And you it just gets said, you just yeah. made a light bulb go off in my head. Have you guys ever played the game The Darkness, The Darkness Two? No, I haven't. Oh man, The Darkness. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good game. It's about a like a mobster in New York City, and he somehow it's kind of like a symbiote. This evil demon kind of takes over him. And every once in a while, he has to do the demon's bidding and just, like, kill people and steal their souls. And he actually ends up going to this hell-like place that looks like uh, World War One or something. Like, things like that, just that kind of imagery would be really intense to bring into Hellboy. You mm-hmm. know, just different dimensional travel, things like that. But, I don't know, it it's going to be tough to pull off. I think people will be, be expecting the other yeah. two. We'll see. Uh, talking about trinkets, I know I talked about trinkets. Um, I don't know how to. It's <laughs> a great segue. I don't know how to segue other. So than, speaking of jumping to other universes, how do you think Iron Man's going to do when he has to go over to Asgard? Well, Robert Downey Jr., owner of many different toilet paper companies, mm-hmm. <laughs> put out a fantastic a photo on his Facebook feed that is the. Is that real? The the armor. Of Iron Man from Asgard. Yeah. Well, so there's a few different comic books that this happens, but the one that I remember, um, I forget what it, there was. Maybe f- ten years ago, they did a run called like End of Times, End of Days, or something like that, where all of the where Asgard fell down to Earth, and. Th- the Asgardian people bolted when a real badass came down to kill Earth, but he did. The Asgardians left all of this armor and like different stuff for all the superheroes. And one thing okay. is that they created this badass like suit of metal for Iron Man. And uh, I would love to see that in some kind of Avengers crossover with uh, with the Asgard people. That'd be fantastic. Was, did it have like the tech, the Stark technology in the? Yeah, basically they took one of his suits and then put metal over it, magic over it. I don't really metal. remember it. Okay, too too much, but it was pretty awesome. <laughs> when and, I saw when I saw that picture, I honestly thought it was something fan made. And yeah, like when you see someone make like a retweeted it out of yeah yeah things like that. Maybe, but all he did, all he said was nobody does armor like Asgard, and it does look pretty fucking badass. It looks cool. I'm not I'm not knocking that. But I thought it really looked like something somebody else would make, like a fan or something. Because I, if they happen to make Thor, Hulk, and Iron Man in the next in Thor Ragnarok, then that's, I mean, it's going to be another Avengers movie, Iron Man in every movie. So, what do you guys think about the Gifted? Did you watch the 
I don't yeah. even know what to call it. I guess a trailer. A teaser. Teaser. I call it teaser. Yeah. Who understands what's going on in the gifted? Because I don't. Tom, what do you think is going on in the gifted? Um, I think they're they're just trying to make a like a teen drama with with superpowers. That's what it felt like. Like Gilmore Girls, but she can get a bag of chips out without paying for it. You know. Think about all of like DC's got like daytime television. Yeah, they do. No, yeah. that's very true. On lock, we got Arrow, Flash. Um, Black Lightning is coming out, right? Yeah. And that's... Which doesn't share the Arrow universe, which seems like a bad idea. Legends of Tomorrow. So those are all, like, DC shows. All on the WB. All on the WB. <laughs> and none of them have Squirrel Girl. None that's true. None of them have Squirrel Girl. But all of them do remarkably well, <clears throat> which is crazy, because some of those shows are, like, an hour long. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't sit through that. I can't even do that for... um shield or whatever the fuck it's called yeah i watched, Agents, I watched like shield. Shield. half of the first season i hear it got better after that but i went all the much. way i went all the way to the third season mm. and it was very difficult i, couldn't I just do couldn't it. do it anymore yeah it's very soap opery the acting is like terrible you know monster of the week type thing yeah it's like, I, I can't hang with that no I, if i'm gonna do that i'm gonna watch supernatural because yeah. I, it's been on for 15 <laughs> seasons and, and i know i'll always have something to watch um the gifted, I guess the idea is mutants running away from the police. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, cool. It could be like a new mutants kind of thing. There's so many things it could be. And I guess, I don't think it's going to cross over with Cloak and Dagger, which is coming out. So that's another Marvel property that trying to do daytime television or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They, sh- they should bring Tim Allen in to be the dad. Tim Allen. Yeah, his his show, Man <laughs> of the House or whatever, got canceled. And all his Republican fans are like, hey, I, I missed the show. There's no real men on TV anymore. So I just want to see him like so here's yelling my, at his here's kids. Here's my follow-on idea for The Gifted. <laughs> um, what if... So there's an issue where we can't see Professor X. Well, what if like you can't see who Professor X is, but much like the neighbor. (laughs) Wilson or whatever. Wilson over a wooden fence. Yeah, you always just like can't see Professor X's face or torso. So you don't know if he's walking or like (laughs) rolling and you don't know if it's him, but he's always giving like really good advice. That's fantastic. And he's always talking like this. Children! (laughs) I don't think anything could have, anything better could have come out of me saying Tim Allen than that, that idea. (laughs) Back into, back into the mansion. To the Quinjet? <laughs> what are you doing? Logan. <laughs> I thought the trailer was okay, but it also kind of looks like every other the Marvel TV show right now where there's like some men in black suits with guns chasing after people that have mutant powers, which I'm assuming is probably going to be similar to what Cloak and Dagger is going to be. It's just there's always some guy, military guys after mutant people. And I mean... Whatever. It's as long as there's actually a good stories behind it, I'll, I'll I'll check it out. But yeah, yeah, they started that trope in like X Men Two. Yeah, I think we've had enough by now. You know. So talking about whatever, um, I don't know why this is a big deal, but all like um, mainstream media thought it was a big deal that uh, Miss New Jersey quotes Spider Man. <laughs> like when she wins, <laughs> and like the internet explodes for like a day. Who knew that that many people watched it, though? Like, how did that... I guess one guy found it, and he was like, oh, they do bikini contests. You guys have to see this. I don't know how that got that popular. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I think that's kind of like a big deal, right? Yeah. I did, don't know. Did she, did she quote the iconic, with great power comes great? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. 
And I think that's cool. Uh, I, I think that it's a good quote. It's that good doesn't quote, surprise yeah. me that someone would quote that. That doesn't surprise me that a female has is aware of Spider-Man. And that doesn't make me assume that she reads comic books because how many Spider-Man movies have we had? Like think exactly. about it. She's probably like 18. When did um when did the first Spider-Man movie come out? Oh, 2001. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what if she thought it was actually Superman? Because Aunt May says, you know, you're not Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it was such a big deal, but apparently everyone thought it was. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic quote. And also it's Spider-Man. Who doesn't like Spider-Man? She could she could have done a lot worse. They could have asked her like to point out where uh what 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 did what did they ask the the this was like five years ago when they asked the the model where like to to point out what country was on a map or yeah, something wasn't like that it point out Iraq or something yes she and she and Africa she starts talking about like Atlantis. such as such as she said such as over and over uh-huh. again <laughs> it's too bad when people get get put up on the spot and they're idiots like I choose to be on the spot and I'm an idiot mm-hmm. but you embrace it though yeah yeah just embrace they're being not trying an idiot. to embrace it they're just no. trying to be beautiful so hello. Another McFarlane in, in other McFarlane news. Um, this is a MacFarlane. Uh, so Seth, Seth MacFarlane's upcoming TV series is called um, what the fuck is it called? Not Galaxy Quest, but hopefully as the good. Orville. Yeah, and it is basically a Star Trek spoof. Did you guys watch the uh, trailer for yeah. it? Yeah, to me, I'm a huge Galaxy Quest fan. I think I yeah. said that another Galaxy podcast. Quest is awesome. One of my favorite movies ever. I'm super sad that they can't make another one now. But to me, it seems like that's essentially Galaxy Quest, but without the the fourth wall type breaking convention stuff and all the fans back on Earth. You know, it's that same kind of loving, you know, winking at you type thing of of knowing what they're doing, and it, it looks like a lot of fun. So I'm excited for it. I think. It could be very good. Mm-hmm. My worry is Seth MacFarlane, either he is aware. I don't know if he's aware of it or not, but he makes more women jokes than like yeah. anyone else. That's true. No, it's like nonstop. It's just nonstop. I also don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't really find him that funny. Like he can, he can write a joke, but he caters the material to the joke itself like all the family guy jokes were all callbacks yeah like so he would have to he would have a random joke in the middle of the story so i don't i don't know he also did the movie um oh that western 100 ways to die in the west or something like that that was not really good at all so I'm, i'm a little hesitant about this but i think that he's a funny enough guy um he's he's like so full of himself though that it actually might work to his advantage because he's the captain of the ship. Yeah, be Kirkish. Yeah, so he can be very mm-hmm. Kirkish. But the so the if you watch the trailer, like the first part of the trailer is like he meets some kind of alien who um like does it like mates with itself. Like so, there's only men, and like so he makes a bunch of like female jokes. He's like, so I guess you don't uh, argue about what you go uh, buy at the grocery store. It's like <laughs> just a bunch of those. Yeah. And then the rest of the trailer looks, it, it's funny. Like it's genuinely humorous and it is sci-fi poking fun and it it could definitely be good. I'm just a little bit worried about like the nonstop like bashing of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also I think Norm MacDonald plays like a sludge on the ground. You so. need Norm MacDonald and everything. I, I was going to say. Norm MacDonald fans. So. We could just do the John Oliver and just say, it's 2017. Yeah. You're still <laughs> talking about women. It's 2017. It's, 
current year. Yeah, it's current year here. Yeah. Hellhydra.gov redirects to the White House. Oh, yeah. I had, <laughs> which I had to mention I that. I absolutely love. God, I thought that was so When funny. I found that, I was just cracking up just for a solid two minutes. God, I thought it was hilarious. Solid two minutes. <laughs> That's good stuff. So talk to us about Judge Dredd, Tom, because you care. Yeah. You really care. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big Judge Dredd fan. Um, I think there's a lot that you can do with a TV series. So what um, do we know so far about this TV series? Well, so far, we don't know too much. But what I've heard is uh, Judge Dredd won't necessarily be the, the primary focus. It might just be sort of an in-universe thing, and he'll be there you know, sometimes. But it, it's supposed to be an ensemble cast, which... Is I guess it can be good because it's judges, but Judge Dredd is such a iconic character, at least to me. Where uh, him and his universe, it's kind of like Starship Troopers, where it's sort of uh, uh, not maybe not the movie as much, but the books, where it's it's really satire of something that uh, is it intergalactic at all, or is it just no, set in the same space? I don't know much about it. It's Judge all Dredd, basically so. on the on the mega cities, like all the crazy planets. Okay. And then there's the the cursed Earth. By the way, I I really hope they do something with the cursed Earth, which is when Sylvester Stallone gets thrown out of mm-hmm. Mega City. Mm-hmm. He's just in there with the wasteland, and there's the guys that are like Paul. <laughs> there's a lot you can do and pull from in the comics about It'd be cool that. Cool if they did like some type of. Judge Dredd meets the wire. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Because there, there's so much source material, and it's one of those things where even if it doesn't actually do exactly what they're pulling from, like Marvel's kind of doing now, which is awesome. Um, there's a lot of things to draw from, and it, hopefully, it's better than uh, almost human to Carl Urban. Who's Poor producing this? Is it which, which? It's it's the same guy that made the movie, the newest one. Okay, is but which? Uh, I guess is it going to oh. Fox FX? Like, is it going to? No, be- it's. I think it's by their uh, their comic label. I can't remember what it is right now. I think it's Rebellion or something. Okay. Um. So it, it's, I just it's feel very like much, it's going to be lower budget for sure. I, I feel like Judge Dredd relies heavily on it being a a, a more violent series. Mm-hmm. So depending on whether it's going to be on like a major. Uh, channel, you know, like C- like ABC or something like that. So yeah. it has to be bleak and dark and violent. Mm-hmm. If, if it's not, it's just not Judge Dredd. FX can get away with that stuff, so I hope it's on that. I don't know. FX would be a great home. Yeah, or Amazon, something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like any any Netflix or. You know, I've gotten to the point in like TV that you just don't want to see that something is going to be on ABC. Yeah, I just don't want ABC. I was yeah. going to say that. <laughs> you just you want to see it on an FX. You want to see it on something you have to pay for. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be crap. So, Blade Runner, the trailer came out. It's been out for a little bit. We just haven't had time to talk about it. Um, the extended trailer. I don't know if you guys know this. I am. Uh, I'm a huge Philip K. Dick fan. So I've read most of his books. That all of the ones that are readable. So Blade Runner is very close to my heart because it to me is the. There's been a lot of Philip K. Dick books that have become movies, but none that have lived up to Blade Runner. By far, for me, best sci-fi film ever, period. Hard stop. Yeah. Before we go past that, uh, which version do you like the best? Like the, with the narration or without? Final Cut. Which Final is Cut. Without, yeah. without the narration. Cause, yeah, I was, I was going to just say that because with the narration, it just takes away so much of the story. When they present all that so early on. Yeah. Um, just, and it he, takes out all the mystique. He just really narrates nice. what's happening on the screen. and He narrates what people are feeling. 
as it's 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 stupid (laughs) yeah and it's also not even good narration it's just harrison ford who sounds like he's kind of tired and like maybe he's taking like a quaalude or something (laughs) (laughs) i didn't want to do this in the first place (laughs) here i am walking so on that note hopefully uh his performance is more inspired and in this one. You know, I think Harrison Ford then, only plays Harrison Ford, though, so it will be fine. That's true. Yeah, in this, this stage, later year, yes. In this stage. Uh, absolutely. Can we get at least Air Force One, Harrison? Yeah. That's all I, that's all I ask for. <laughs> Music, spot on in the trailer, man. Mm-hmm. All that synth. Absolutely, yeah. So cool. Um, really think that they've recreated, from what I've seen, they've really recreated that world well. Like all the mm-hmm. like dancing holograms and stuff like that. And then um, we're introduced to a new... We, we, we didn't see the desert in the first film. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where um, Deckard's gone, right? But he's he's left the city, he's left his job, and he is somewhere outside in, in like, some kind of apocalyptic, like, sand dune. The Cursed Earth. The Cursed Earth. Yeah, I'm, I'm really... The only thing I'm concerned is... And the thing I love about Blade Runner is that the ending was left so open to interpretation yeah. is whether or not they're actually going to tell us if Deckard was a replicant or not. It's kind of like the one. thing in that regard where the thing ends and the same feeling yeah. you're like, Oh God, which one of them is the thing? Yeah. Same thing. Is he replicant? Is he not? Yeah. And I, I think that unfortunately that's, we're going to find out. Yeah. Which but is, I, I'm really excited because back when the analysis was going to happen, I hated the idea, but then they, they, the, the, director of photography, their cinematographer, and then the director back, Roger Deakins and Dennis Villanova. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. Those guys no, are the director's going to be incredible for it. Yeah. Yeah. I am a little concerned about the bad guy hmm. because Jared Leto yeah. concerns me in everything he's in. Because he has, he has over, read on his ledger. We'll say that. He overacts in everything now. I mean, his Joker. Yeah. There's not much to I can't argue with you at all. That that's the one point where I'm just you know, I hope we get I hope we get Dallas Bias Club Jared Leto and not Suicide Squad Jared Leto. Because in Dallas Bias Club he was I thought he was really good. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. I mean he won an Academy Award for a reason. He was very good in that movie. And that's why when he was taking up the mantle of the Joker, I thought it would be good. I don't know who And then you saw that <laughs> Yeah, look he, The thing about that that Joker that he created wasn't bad. It was the Joker that he acted as. But like the the character he built wasn't awful. Like the kind of like weird gangster Joker thing. It was yeah. not bad. It just was not executed. It was not. He, he shouldn't have been in the film. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Him in this movie, we'll see. Yeah, it looks good though. Yeah. I mean, on, on a brighter note, he, um, Ryan Gosling for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. You were asking. We were talking earlier. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna make the cut. About action heroes, things like that. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Drive. If you guys have yeah, seen that, yeah, Drive is great, fantastic. Uh, movie. So I'm I'm 100% confident that he can pull this off. He's the least of my concerns yeah. about this movie. Uh, I'm I'm excited about uh, what what's uh, Drax's name? Help me out here. Batista. Batista. Bautista. Um, I think he's. I think he's going to do well. I'm excited to see him in again because he looks like he could be a badass replicant. Um, and uh, the the makeup and the way they made Jared Leto look, he looks really crazy. And I kind of like that. He's kind of like blind, weird, 
facial hair. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it for sure. Oh yeah, I'll be there. Day it comes out. Seven p.m. showing, not midnight, because yeah. I'm over twenty. I can't do midnight shows. I don't know how you did the last midnight show you went to, which was for which movie was that again? Guardians of the Galaxy. Go. Oh, that was at seven o'clock. You do the seven o'clock yeah. one? Okay. Yeah, I, did I thought you did show. the midnight show, and I no, can't no. do that. The stuff last anymore, midnight man. I did was um was Force Awakens because I actually okay. uh, the website for our IMAX theater for those of you guys that don't know Marvels it's so bad. So I went on to buy Marvel's, the ticket. Yeah. And the website just crashed, so I, I couldn't get the first showing. I had to get midnight. But it's Star Wars. It's fine. I'll, whatever I have to do to see Star Wars, I'm good. So, X-Men. Yeah. We have some new bits of information about who might be in the next X-Men film. But we know that Michael Fassbender's Magneto will not. But there's been hints from the directors that we will see Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique. And I just don't know how hey. I feel about that. Look, Mystique, I think, can be argued to be one of the most important mutants in the X-Men. And I say that in the X-Men because she was part of the X-Men at one point. She was outside of the X-Men. But she is like a, for both the comics and the movies, a very a very important character. Yeah, Can't, 100%. But I just don't give a shit about Jennifer Lawrence. I don't want to watch her mope anymore. Is the biggest thing. Can we just write? Can we just get somebody else? Mystique changes. Literally, could be anyone. Yes, she could be anyone. Can we just get another actor, a- actress to to play Mystique and just in passing in the story, just say, "Yeah, I like this body better." Or something. I'm just afraid I, I, that she's looking at this as like, "Well, you know, I need my movies, and then I need movies to make money. So I'm already doing this. I might as well keep doing this." Yeah, because every time, I mean, she's just not very. She's not a good actress. as Mystique. No, she's and, not. Not at all. And I know a lot of my friends are like, "Who cares? She's hot." I care because she's not a she's not acting well in this film. Yeah. And I want Myst- Mystique's badass. Like I want her to be like a badass. Yeah, and she doesn't even want to be in costume most of the time. Yeah, which is for that character. You know, I guess you don't see her too much in her natural form typically. But I mean, but still, it hey, for man, her to say that and be that character, that iconic character. That's, get it? That's a lot of makeup. That yeah, sucks. Yeah. Understand. Rebecca so, Romaine Stamos is arguably a, a she was a champ worse actress, but she killed that role. I think she was yeah. awesome as Mystique. <clears throat> so we'll see there, uh, and that's all. The, we, we're getting like little drips of information on the X Men movies, but Dark Phoenix is supposedly going to be the next one. And please be better than last time. Who's it going to be? Who's going to be the villain in that? Who's going to be Dark Phoenix? Because what's her name is not going to be Phoenix, is she? Yeah, the, the isn't it supposed to be the new girl from Game of Thrones? Is she supposed to be? I thought she said she wasn't returning. I didn't. I don't know about that. That know. would be a yeah. That hopefully that doesn't become be a showstopper to have like a one and done. Yeah, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk. So we'll see. I don't. I didn't mind her as mm. um as Jean Grey. She but, could be mopey too, though. But the, problem. like the scene of her and uh, Logan was weird because of the history they have and the. The age difference. That was kind of weird. Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery trailer. Anyone, any, are either of you guys Star Trek guys? No. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but I will say that Star Trek does work better on the small screen to me than, yeah. than film. Um, actually, uh, in the 90s, I really liked The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Um, outside of that, and you know maybe the first new movie, I'm not a huge Star Trek guy at all. 
but when they do hit it right and it's it's high sci-fi instead of trying to be fantasy star wars esque stuff um there's a lot of good things that they can do if they bring that back a lot of people have talked smack because the star trek trailer kind of looks like uh star wars i don't really care you don't care either way. <laughs> I don't really care that like it's not keeping some of that. I don't know feel from the small screen Star Treks of before. Um, as long as we get good stories here, yeah. Because it there's I, not much good sci-fi like the Expanse. No, like, I guess the Expanse is good. Yeah. And then you know, looking back, there's some good Babylon Five seasons. I love um, Farscape. I don't know if you guys Farscape, like Farscape, yeah. but that's Farscape. more on the campy side. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm just look. I, there aren't a lot of small screen great sci-fi shows right now, especially like space opera stuff. So I'm looking forward to this. I think it's kind of whack that it's like going to be only shown on a special pay version of Yahoo or whatever the fuck it's called. Okay, Pirate Bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there? Is this going to be easily accessible for people who don't know shit about Star Trek? I think Could it's pretty I much a cold. That? It's like a cold reboot. Yeah. So it's, it it's going to live in this the same universe as um, the uh, next generation, but it is going to be a new casting crew and kind of stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, I'd check that out. Yeah. Why not? Space is awesome. Yeah. Space. Space is rad. Not, there's not enough of it on Earth. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's here's an iffy show, The Witcher. Ah. Oh. Picked up by Netflix, mm-hmm. based on books yeah. mm-hmm. that are apparently really good. Yeah. I know that um, Count Paper, Dave, Smiling Dave, um, Mr. Bitches, he has too many nicknames, um, <laughs> is a big fan of the video game and the book, and I'm sure that he is going to at least... Even if this show sucks, I think he's going to enjoy it a little bit, just because yeah, he's so... Too. I'm in the same boat. So honestly. you're in the same boat, yeah, too? Yeah, Witcher 2 and 3 are... To me, three especially are probably the best RPGs yeah, ever made. Number three. I haven't played them, but they nobody will shut up about them. They're so worth playing. I, I, I kind of want to get around to playing. Them. The DLC played, alone. I played just, one and two. One is it's is really, really rough. Yeah. Two is great, but three I think just polished everything up. The combat, unfortunately, um, you know, some of the gameplay elements aren't the smoothest because it's you know an Eastern European studio, but the world and the dialogue and the you know the choice you have it just kicks the crap out of bethesda games i'm not a fan of skyrim or marwind or whatever. oh really i'm a huge yeah. skyrim fan so i'm, yeah, I'm on the skyrim, opposite side yeah uh it's like more of i guess high fantasy in, in the witcher and then yeah uh the bethesda stuff and or, you can have sex bethesda? on a on a horse on a unicorn yeah. on a unicorn yeah, yeah. so to really? me yeah uh they have to find the right guy. Like if they get Mads the guy Mickelson. that plays, yeah, the guy that plays, uh, yep, uh, Jin's dad in Rogue One. That, mm-hmm. That's Hannibal. Instant, instant classic. Who also played um, half good. The the villain in Doctor Strange. I can't even remember that guy's oh, name. Oh, Casino Royale too. He was the the villain. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, if you guys haven't played the games, definitely do it to prep for it a little bit. But funny note about the the universe. The writer of the books had zero faith in the game studio, and uh, he actually sold the rights to the or the IP, whatever you want to call it, the licensing uh, to the studio for cash up front, 
and he doesn't get any royalties. Oh, <laughs> he, had, he had no oh. idea that the games were going to be as big as they are. And three is that sucks, huge. man. <laughs> so for a while, he was trash talking it on on Twitter. I'm and sure stuff. he was. Yeah, and now he's coming around. Now that he's getting a movie deal or, or TV show deal. But poor guy. I mean, who could blame him? Honestly, this this yeah. CD Project Red is the game studio. It's like, sure, whatever. Yeah, go make a game. Give me twenty k or whatever. I don't. I don't know how much it, it was. Blew up. Yeah, that's gonna suck, man. All right, guys, that's all the news that I have. Anything you want to bring up? Uh, nothing that I can think of. That's pretty much everything I read in the past week or two. Yeah, we covered a lot. I mean, there's there's some ancillary stuff like, uh, uh, as you guys probably can guess, I'm a big Nathan Fillion fan. Um, James Gunn had to take his actual little com- cameo rather out. Um, oh yeah, where he was he was going to be Wonder Man essentially. Uh, playing another dude, playing another dude, dressed as another dude, uh, basically <laughs> playing Tony Stark uh, in a movie. But he cut him out because what he said was he didn't want to put Nathan Fillion in the MCU and pigeonhole him as, as Wonder Man. He wanted to be able to have the opening to cast him later as somebody else. Because so far, I think he's been in every uh, every one of James Gunn's films. It's kind of interesting. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a fun little fact. Um so that's about it for me. Unless you want to talk about stuff like Pirates of the Caribbean getting stolen by pirates, and then you know, it's just that's just a funny little thing. So <laughs> it's a fun Pirates thing. of the Caribbean was hijacked by the pirates of the internet, yep. and they went to the um, who owns that? Sony, Disney, Disney, Disney yeah. would not parlay. And Disney went there and refused to parlay, and so it got leaked. The whole movie is now downloadable <laughs> on the internet now. But you know what? They should have... No, who gives a shit? Who really wants to see this next Pirates of the Caribbean I'm, I'm good. movie? Honestly, I'm good. I mean, Orlando Bloom's I've seen the last two. I'm, so, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Fuck Pirates of the Caribbean, and fuck Pirates of the Internet. No, I'm joking. Pirates of the Internet, you're all right <laughs> yeah, with me. Yeah, fuck Johnny Depp. I would. He's delicious. I don't, oh, I don't. Wow. Okay, man. It's the hair. How many times have you seen Sleepy Hollow? Um, <laughs> I'd like to see his Sleepy Hollow. Uh, yeah, his headless horseman. I'd like to see his <laughs> headless horseman. Hey, let's talk about comic books. Hey, I made you guys read a comic, which uh, was great because the other the my other friends who come on this show refused to, but I made you guys read the six issue run of Star Lord. By Chip Zardisky. Chip Zardisky. Um, And it's penciled by Chris Anka and colored by Matthew Wilson. So let me preface this conversation with we'll probably ruin this comic. So if this is a comic that you're interested in reading, probably stop right now. Yes. We warned you. So this takes place after Civil War II. In Civil War II, Guardians of the Galaxy teamed up with Miss Marvel, and there was a big fight, and their ship blew up, which basically stranded the majority of the Guardians of the Galaxy on Earth for a while. Star-Lord, until that point, had been dating um, Kitty Pride, who goes off to become the lead professor for the um, X-Men mansion. They break up. It wasn't very good. And Star-Lord is kind of trying to find himself on Earth because they don't have a ship to leave. 
And this is about him finding a bar to work in and just kind of what happens in six issues. And the humor is strong in this book. Oh, it's on point. Yes. It's very, very funny. And it takes a lot. um, What I really like about the book is that it teaches you what's going on in the Marvel Universe, if you don't know, very quickly and easily. And all of the characters are characters that are current in the universe and aren't built by Chip. Like they're they're he we see a cameo of Daredevil in the Daredevil suit that he's in now. We see yeah. a cameo from um old man Logan and he is old man old Logan. man Logan. And then we see cameos from like a lot of B list bad guys. C I'd say C list no, bad I mean, guys. They're they're down there. <laughs> and they're guys that were in the uh, book Superior Foes of Spider Man, including Shocker, who is like my favorite of all oh, time yes. C <laughs> C list. Um. So, what did you guys think? What did you give me your your favorite parts of this book? I I thought it was my favorite parts of the book was that it was just hilarious to read. I I didn't know what to expect going into it because I'd never read anything written by Chip Zdarsky. Um, as I understand it, he he was mostly an illustrator. And he's done a lot of illustrations, but uh, yeah, it was it was great. I the first book, um, the first uh, the first the first book of this run was was really funny and, and it kept me going. It the thing that I really liked about it is because I have been out of the loop for for Marvel you know, for a long time, and I've been reading mostly Image stuff. So along the way, he referenced other uh, storylines and also it. He he, like weaved other storylines within this one to let you know what's happened up until this point. Like that X mansion was in uh, limbo, yeah. Which was I did not know that happened at all. I didn't even know Kitty and he and him were an item or engaged. Yeah. Um, I knew about Old Man Logan, of course, but a lot of that stuff was really, really good. I, I think he did a really good job starting the actual run out. And bring up, 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 everyone up to speed on what's happened thus far. And so Star-Lord gets in legal troubles. And um, that is kind of the the jumping off point for him having to have a job. It's because yeah. he has to pay his legal bills. So he finds this job where he's, he's basically working at like a bar. And the bar um, is a, a no, um, no business talk bar where all of the... Uh, bad guys go and drink. So you can't talk about any business. Um, yeah. And he's there bartending and also bouncing with all of these C-list villains. So that's really fun. Like it, yeah. it, you have like a lot of like um, really stupid villains from like Spider-Man's past and like that, that they kind of exploit for humor. And then also he is doing community service and working with an elderly man who we find is, we find out later is a retired supervillain. Called Which, silver, something silver thief or something like that. Silver thief, the fantastic Mister silver, silver thief, silver fox grabber guy, <laughs> and where he has like yeah. this suit that allows him to walk. In well, no, it doesn't air. allow him the, to walk. The, the world stops for him. Oh yeah, the, world the way they explained that that, that was suit awesome. was awesome. Actually, yeah. I so thought that was really it. cool. 
I can't even explain the suit because I actually had to read that same panel a few times to understand it because it's not the suit that is moving. It's everyone else that is moving around him. Yeah, so It basically moves the universe so that he can move. Kind yes. of like how the, the, what's it called? The warp engines in the Enterprise work. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. No, that's cool stuff. And the bar is kind of like, uh, you just set off another light bulb for me. Uh, you're doing a lot of that today. It's kind of like John Wick. You know, where they go in yes. and yeah. they can't mm-hmm. kill, they can't mm-hmm. talk about work, they can't get hired for jobs. So you're right. I think that was a really, really cool story on that to, to bring the whole uh, mini universe together of New yeah. York crime. <laughs> there was a lot of reference, like some of the, the villains were referencing their particular foes, you know, they're the super villains or superheroes that they had to, to, to battle against. Like shocker kept talking about Spider-Man and how the reason they were taking an Uber was because Spider-Man destroyed his car, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. So <laughs> very funny. I love shocker. Yeah. He like, he's the same shocker from superior foes of Spider-Man and he's not written by the same guys, but has like the same, the same personality. It's just really Really, really great bad guy. Like you just feel so bad for him. Yeah. Other um, other people call him. Other people in the universe call him Quilt Face. Like other yeah. bad guys, like make fun of him. It's. <laughs> and what about um, the eight ball? Yeah, the eight ball is just and how he has to take it halfway off his head to drink at yeah. the bar, and you don't see his eyes still. So I know how does he know if he picked up Shocker's drink or his own? Oh, it just he talks about his thing. How it's always been. Pool cues and how he wants to change his thing to being predicting the future because he's going to be a magic eight ball from going forward. That's <laughs> uh, just a fantastic. Oh man, it yeah. was such a good book. Shocker throws it. that back at him at some point. He's like, How about we just throw your head on the ground or something? We'll see what that says. <laughs> some kind of joke like that. It was, it was hilarious. I think that was a, it, a comic later too. It, yeah, I, I found myself not. I found myself enjoying the bar scenes and waiting for the next bar scene more than anything that had to do with Star Lord. Yeah, I, 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 that was the thing that was really got it. It was a, more of a comedy book than anything for me. Definitely, so. it, it was also ridiculous how sexy they made Star Lord in this. Yeah, book. I, I was just gonna say that another thing I, I kind of had, like metaphorically speaking, in my head, I had a a checklist of or a count of how many times he was shirtless. It was just ridiculous. That had to be an ongoing but, gag intentionally. Yes, by the by the fourth book, I realized it was a ongoing g- gag because yeah. in every every book he's a uh, he's shirtless at one point, and then they finally make a reference to how he's running out of shirts, and then he gets in a fight with uh, some bad guys at one point, and they cut the shirt, and he goes he like kind of looks down and he's like, oh man, like I kind of get that now, but and I think I told you guys this the other day, but they made him look a lot like Chris Pratt. I thought. Yeah, the sideburns especially. Yes. The sideburns were... They've definitely taken Prattness and put it into Star-Lord, for which, sure. Which kind of begs... What other characters do you think they've done that with? In the, I think Iron Man, for sure. Like, he now looks like Robert Yeah, Dan they did Jr. it with Iron Man, and they absolutely did it with um, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, for Nick Fury? For Nick Fury, yeah. But like, they literally... Yeah. No, they literally changed him to what? be... Yeah. Oh, wow. They were like, can you make this Nick Fury like Samuel L. Jackson? And then they like, um, so Nick Fury, like, Nick Fury in the comic books now looks like Ultimate Nick Fury. And there is a, oh, wow. there is a comic book that explains the whole thing about him losing the <laughs> eye. And like, so Nick Fury had a kid with a, um, 
she was a spy who's black and they had another fury kid yeah it's wow it's kind of it's actually not a bad book Mm -hmm. but it's just it's so comic-y man it's just retconning itself yeah i mean (laughs) it's not it's it's really not a bad book at all but it is just what it does saying it out loud is ridiculous okay and it was ridiculous. Wolverine, man, Logan was my favorite part in this book. Oh, he was great. He, he was just talking like a grizzled Vietnam vet, you know, just giving old Johnny boy some pointers. He, yeah, he was great. Oh, the, his interaction with uh, the other thief. I can't think of her name. The older lady. Black cat. Oh, uh, the, the javelin. Yeah, the javelin. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. He's like, we're all adults here, bub. <laughs> He's just like going to get milk out of her fridge. We're He's so... <laughs> Everyone in the last comic, Star-Lord goes and visits um, this older woman who's a retired uh, villain named Javelin. And it's kind of a somber moment. Too hard to explain why, but he's in there kind of, Star-Lord's in there kind of apologizing. And then uh, Logan, old man Logan comes walking down the stairs in a nightie of Javelin's. And it's just, he's like nude other than that. And then somehow him and Star-Lord hug and Star-Lord's like, your, your nightie is open, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Well, that was fantastic. Who would you suggest this book to? I would say anyone that likes, uh, more of the Guardians of the Galaxy side of the MCU. Or if we're talking comic readers, uh, people that read Vertigo, maybe. People like Quantum and Woody, things like that. Anyone that likes sex criminals, probably. I agree. Just because the art alone, right? But Mm -hmm. there's something very light about this story, even though at times it is dark. Like, there is a... um, there's a very difficult father son relationship with the with some of the ancillary characters um that they're the plot point but it's a, it's it's a heavy it's a heavy situation and it's a sad ending but at the same time the book is still very light there's a lot of action mm-hmm. in it, it, it the art is very bright it pops off the page so it's easy to read and it's funny like this is a six issue run, and I'm sad that it got canceled. Like, but it doesn't feel like it got canceled. No, I thought it. If, if you hadn't told me it got canceled, I thought it just resolved itself. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It was. I think it was supposed to go to go twelve issues. Okay, but it didn't. But um, did just not sell enough for. Yeah, basically. Oh, man. But the volume was good, and I pre-ordered it today. It comes out June twentieth. I'll be on um, that. Yeah. If you get it on Amazon. Which, hey, go to your local comic book sh- shop. That's where you should buy it. I didn't, though, because it was $7 off. So it was 12 bucks on Amazon. <laughs> so I ordered it. Damn you, Amazon. Poor mom and pop. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Sorry. But sorry. it's a great book. And it's funny. Yeah. And if you're not a Marvel reader, this is an easy book to come in and read a read a book that kind of explains to you what's going on in the Marvel Universe without making you read... 40 books. Yeah, no, that's a good point going off off that and what John said. Uh, a lot of Marvel comics tend to say, like an asterisk, and then it'll point out an, mm-hmm. an actual another book to reference and go read. This one just really quickly just said, hey, you know, we, don't, you, we know you don't have time for that. You yeah. don't have time to read 
50 million comics are out there. So here's the gist of it. This is what you need to know for this book. For, yeah, for this moment, this is the context you need. And think be on about, your way. Think that's, about that's how cool. many Marvel characters were in this book without you actually needing to know what's going on in the universe. You didn't even have to know who they are, too. You don't? Yeah. I mean, you've got Wolverine, Daredevil. Who I didn't like at all in this book. Daredevil was such an was asshole in this book, right? Yeah, he's they, like the Winklevoss twins like, in the uh, social yes. network. And and, and and speaking of like dark to- uh, points in this book, it's there's definitely a, a father son uh, theme. There's also like a, a a moral theme about like who deserve like uh, robbing. It was like Robin Hood, robbing from the rich, giving to the poor, and and what you know where you draw the line, like what's considered a crime, what versus and Daredevil is just. Everything's a crime, you know. It doesn't matter the severity of it, you know. Yeah. Do you know why that is? Because hmm. he can't see the difference. Oh. Oh. Just okay. But Daredevil comes in and basically tells Star Lord to go home. He's like, "We don't need you. We've got enough superheroes. You don't even have powers. Mm-hmm. Like, go. This is my city." And like, yeah, Daredevil, it is your city, but. Obviously, he's trying to do the right stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Trying to do the right thing. And he puts on his super helmet, and he sees that the weak point is that lady's brain that's robbing the bank. <laughs> he's good to go. That was, that was, a, that was that a good was moment, good, actually. That was, that was a, a good, good guy. Yeah. His <laughs> like, oh, like I wouldn't have figured that out. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I actually learned a lot about Star Lord in this book that I didn't know about him. I didn't know his, uh, about his helmet and his guns. Yeah, yeah. evidently his helmet points out it's got special powers and where it can point out weak points of, of villains and, and, and actually help him find like evidence or something. It's a pip boy, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then the guns never knew they controlled elements. I did not it's know he cool, could right? actually move the earth with his guns. I thought that was actually really cool. I, th- I thought honestly thought his guns were just regular old like space guns. Like, they definitely are in, in most books. I think they're just kind of blasters in the movies. Too. Yeah, they like they have like a stun, and then they have a kill. I guess very very you said stun. <laughs> Highly recommended though. Really enjoyed. No, it was great. Thank, Pro- thanks Pro- for pointing Pro- that one out. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it too. Good. The whole way through. You guys want to play a game? Yeah. You guys want to play a game? Play a game. Um, let's roll the dice. So here's the game, guys. Sci-fi today. Fantasy today, as we have discussed earlier, is much more mainstream than it was 20 years ago. So we're getting Inhumans. We're getting Cloak and Dagger. We've got The Flash. Like, all this is daytime TV. And it's being written for a different audience now. Like, it's being Mm -hmm. written for um, females, which is great. It's being written for as a teen drama. It's being written as a different show than just a sci-fi show. Mm -hmm. So I have taken the liberty of taking famous sci-fi shows and famous non-sci-fi shows and throwing them together... And you need to explain to me what this TV show is about. For instance, if I were to say, Doctor, who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> you would know that this is a show that has all of the Doctor Who cast and crew on a game show trying to be a millionaire. <laughs> would he be like Regis or would he be one of the He'd be Regis. Okay. Absolutely. Because he's the Doctor. So I'm going to give you some and you have to explain to me. What the TV show is, okay? X Files in the city. It's, <laughs> it's where s- four uh, women get together and drink martinis, uh, but also have to 
figure out <laughs> these. It's like a monster of the week with four girls drinking martinis. They walk around and like figure out which aliens did what. It's that's like Scooby Doo. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scooby Doo mixed with Men in Black. Yeah, <laughs> I'd watch that. Oh. I have nothing to add. That's that's perfect. I, that's, One of them's got to be dead. I think though. I'm sorry. Dead? Like, yeah, like a ghost. Like the whole time, and you yeah, found like, that out in like. The end of the first season. Yeah, and one's like a vampire. <laughs> one's an alien. Can it be the redhead one? I've seen like half of one episode. Or no, not the redhead one. Don't lie. You've seen the whole episode. <laughs> no, I actually haven't. Thanks Which one's me. Miranda? Whichever one is always just talking about guys and, you know, whatever she did, her exploits. All of them. <laughs> no, I, I feel like there was one, this one from very what I sexy saw one. that just talked the whole time. I hope she would be the dead one. Oh, so. and that, that one in this show is the one who won't shut up about aliens being real. Yeah. Like that, that's the, and that one's the you David Duchovny. Me, guys. Yeah. It's like, okay, the truth is out there, it. guys. We get, it. we get it. Dorothy or whatever your name is. <laughs> Boy meets war of the worlds. So I, I've never saw Boy meets world. I'm ashamed to admit that. So I have to let you guys take this one. <laughs> really? You never saw Boy meets world? No. You're like in the perfect age group for yeah, Boy meets world. No, I was too. on, I was on Seinfeld and stuff before my time. Like, a boy Meets World is basically just think of like a, it's a boy growing up and he's just narrating his entire life. That's basically all it is. And that's exactly what I was going to say. It's it's a guy, it's a boy, like an adolescent child narrating War of the Worlds as it's happening, <laughs> it, as if it was like a like a. <laughs> we were in the basement. My dad was saving me from the tentacle that was <laughs> shooting itself through the open windows and sniffing for our bodies. I know what you're saying right now. How could this happen to me? <laughs> what if it was Boy Meets Ego? You know, the living planet? Boy oh. Meets Ego of the world? Yeah. yeah. Not world. quite as entertaining, but you get more Chris, Kurt Russell and cool that. <laughs> Land of the Lost Gilmore Girls. Holy shit. Land of the Lost Gilmore Girls. <laughs> so is this the, the John C. Riley, Will Ferrell, Land of the Lost? Or? Hmm. Whichever one you want. Well, I hope it is because it's just a mom and a daughter making catty comments to one another wandering around the desert. <laughs> and there's dinosaurs. dinosaurs. There just happen to be dinosaurs in the background. <laughs> they just pay no attention to and them they at all. They just bitch nonstop about the dinosaurs in the desert and the sand. What if it's the- just like the Flintstones, except it's Gilmore Girls in the Flintstones universe? <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> you know? They're in the diner or whatever. Yeah, they're in the is. diner just like <laughs> complaining against each other. Yeah. I mean, how many T bone steaks, like the one that flips over? Fred's car. How many of them you think oh, yeah, yeah. down? <laughs> Probably that grandpa has one or two on him. <laughs> Deep Space Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. It, it's it's kind of out of character of all the characters. What makes it? Uh, it makes it a little spicy. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd watch it. You have just alien detectives <laughs> coming out of the academy, fresh. Usually, it, it's kind of like a Zootopia type deal, where aliens in this universe are uh, not typically given promotions. They're not usually out on the street being, uh, you know, detectives. So Courtney Cox would still be in it. Yeah, Courtney Cox She'd makes a name still for herself. The, still the crazy person, <laughs> no matter what. She just plays the same character. Yeah, it's somehow they make it just a really robust storytelling. <laughs> you know, epic. It's yeah. not a, it's not a criminal of the week type thing. It's there's a whole arc over multiple seasons that this alien cop <laughs> <laughs> trying to become a detective has to go through to prove herself. And 
And it is a she, by the way, um, to prove herself and, and just become the sergeant detective, which in space is a pretty big deal. A big deal. Yeah, you get sergeant a sergeant detective a, in space is a big deal. <laughs> you get a, a special hover bike. Anyway. Or is it about all of the like rich kids that live on a Star Trek, like the governor's Star Trek. Like where do all of like the, the rich governors in Star Trek live? Like they, they have to like hover around some like gaudy Hollywood planet or whatever. And they have like the nicest ships. Oh, you have the enterprise. <laughs> yeah. And they all, they're going to the, the nicest cadet school and they're like, just, you know, going to the, it can't be called the peach pit. It's going to yeah. be called it's something like, Hey, else. Steve, my dad's not home this weekend. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of... My dad's not on the planet this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's off world. <laughs> it's kind of more like the Jetsons meets 90210 than anything else. That's yeah. what I imagine. Well, Star Trek, I guess Deep Space Nine maybe isn't as as uh, preachy about it. But I know the next generation was supposed to be about um, the economy basically doesn't exist. And yeah. then if there's people with useful skills... They're, they, you know, they do their thing, but everyone else is taken care of. It's kind of interesting to think of just, like you said, rich senators and whatnot, just chilling. The That's got to exist. Yeah. I mean, I know that like the whole idea is that it's like a communist, like, yeah, like an actual working class. ideal version of communism. There's, but there's got to be like super important people. And that's, that's what scares me. That's like real society here. Like the 1%, we have no idea what's going on in their lives and Putting that on the screen in space. That's oh, what we That's need. a winner. Also, please don't subscribe to people with a lot of money on Instagram. You'll just compare yourselves to them. And <laughs> there's a couple articles on that being bad for your mental health. So just skip that. It's always sunny in the expanse. Ooh. Oh, shit. Thomas Jane would have a different haircut. That's right <laughs> off the gate. He'd be wearing cutoffs. Hundred percent. You have so much more room. You can do just deep splits. Green man would actually be a green man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's always sunny. Should be in space. Yeah, that should be the next like season. Is it just scrap whatever's going on and then just <laughs> reboot it with them in the expanse universe, like up in space? Yeah. If Dennis is leaving, I just want to see Mac, Charlie, and uh, uh, Frank because I, I think uh, uh, what's her D? name? Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. D is gonna. You know, do pretty well on our other show. So just Mac, Charlie, and Frank in space. I, I would love to see if it was set in space that the McPoyles probably have like some following, weird following, and almost they yeah, make it, it into like, like a, a, cult a other re- like a cult, like a religion. And so all of their followers just wear robes and drink milk all the time. So. <laughs> just room temperature, <laughs> yeah. lukewarm milk. Yeah. <laughs> Orange is the new Black Mirror. Ooh. That's just See, bad. That's a no, weird Orange, one. Orange is the New Black already kind of shows you a lot about society and, and people. And Black Mirror is obviously that, too. So throw them together. I don't know. That would be really a, dark. You had a great time putting these together, didn't you? <laughs> the Orange is the New Black Mirror is a bad one, though. Because, because it's just a, <laughs> it's just like a play on words. And like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just it's bad. What about, um, here's another bad one, How I Met Your Farscape. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I watched it just because Farscape. Uh, it's just how I met your mother just, in space with Muppets. So wait, no, how, did you guys how about watch how how I met your mother? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. I never watched it. So. What if, what if it's like uh, the astronaut in Farscape that 
you know, gets caught in that wormhole or whatever when the ship breaks and then goes to the other universe. What if it's about how his parents met and then <laughs> them back on Earth trying to find him, you know? They're trying to get to the far, Farscape area and how they found the wormhole and retrace the steps and everything. That actually sounds pretty cool. That could work. Uh, can you guys think of any puns that I missed? What else? Gil- I said lost. No, no, no. See, I couldn't find a good one for Battlestar Galactica. Can mm-hmm. you think of a good mashup for Battlestar Galactica? Hmm. I think having episodes of Tool Time on the Battlestar, or on the Galactica, rather. Having Al there, just like, hey, has your Raptor uh, fighter broken down? Let me show you how to tweak up that uh, Gatling gun here. You're just a really big fan. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he loves... Yeah. I don't know why I'm on a home improvement course today. Home improvement. You've, you've mentioned home improvement <laughs> three or four times this <laughs> that, episode. This has to be a recurring joke, just like the... Tool time, Star Lord. tool time Tom. Yeah, Tool time <laughs> Tom. Tom. All right, guys, that's all the game that I got. Thank you uh, both for entertaining me and uh, coming on the show, talking about comics and whatnot. Oh, thank you. Happy to be the replacements. You're more than the replacements. You're on... Can I be Keanu? Yes. Yes. You get to be Keanu. <laughs> you could be uh, you can be the, the kicker guy that comes over from Ireland. You know, he's a soccer player, but he kicks field goals for the ball. Anyway. So let's let's give our goodbyes in our best Keanos. Okay? So I just wanna say Read a fucking comic? Wait, or is that more of like <laughs> That was Nicholas Cage. You go, damn it! <laughs> Can you do a Keanu? Does anyone have a Keanu in them? Wild Stallions! <laughs> I'm going to drive home now? I'm going to drive home now. I'm going to get in my car. I know Kung Fu. Alright, guys. Thanks. Not sure when we'll be recording again, but either way, read a fucking 